looking, watching, praying every day. If we follow Jesus, He will be. He will best supply our every need. Absolute success is guaranteed. Walking in the goodness of the Lord. Keep walking with the Lord all the way. Keep trusting in His Word every day. Keep looking for the sun. Watch and pray. Keep walking, trusting all the way. Looking what you pray every day. Jesus is our Savior, God and King. We can look to Him for everything. After all, it's not as shout and sing. Walking in the goodness of the Lord. Keep walking with the Lord all the way. Keep trusting in His Word every day. Keep looking for the sun. Watch and pray. Keep walking, trusting all the way. Looking, watching, praying every day. Thank you. I love that marching song. Keep walking with the Lord. We need to walk near with God as opposed to afar off. Our enemy is so smart. He's following us slowly, progressively. And then when we look back to where we came from, we need to be vigilant, the Bible says. Anyway, it's preaching time and let's prepare our hearts, our minds, and forget your Bible as well. And without much ado, we'd like to call our pastor, Reverend Silmo Bingay, to preach to us the very word of God. Pastor, please. Thank you, Sir Greg. And special, thank you very much. Please open your Bible with me now in the book of Philippians. A uh, favorite verse of scripture <clears throat> to all of us. In fact, uh, we need to memorize this and we need to constantly claim the promise of God here in Philippians chapter 4 and uh, verse number 19. We're looking at how the Lord provides our commitment <clears throat> in the work of the Lord. You see, principle, there's a principle we need to learn the Bible is filled with God's promises, but there are promises that are made to certain individuals. And uh, Philippians 4 verse 19 is a promise, a good promise from the Lord, but not all can claim it. And uh, I hope that through our study, you'll learn who are those who um, can claim this promise. This is available to all of us, but not all can enjoy this promise. And, and, and notice how the promise was made and who it was directed to. There is something we need to learn. And uh, there are promises that God made to the nation Israel and uh, that is only meant for them. There are promises God meant for Abraham, for Moses. And uh, those are individual promises. And for example, God promised to Abraham that he will have a son at the age of 99 years old. You don't claim that. 
But behind it, you see a God who can do impossible things in our behalf. God can deal with us individually. So I hope that through this study, we will learn those who can claim this promise. And maybe you have been claiming this promise. Is it meant for you? So learn from the word of God tonight. Philippians 4.19, the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 19, we're still in our uh, emphasis on giving, <clears throat> our mission emphasis, a month of January. So uh, we did not have mission conference and invite pastors uh, from, from their mission uh, churches to come and tell us, challenge our hearts. So we did not have the privilege this year. And so uh, the pastor, Pastor Inge, will have to do it every Sunday. Uh, hopefully the whole month of uh, January. But my God shall supply all your <clears throat> need according to his riches. Now, please take note, he didn't say out of his riches, but according to his riches. And uh, the Bible says we can enjoy God's promise here. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. The supply is, is uh, beyond what we can ever imagine. Unlimited supply because it is according to his riches. God is rich. And uh, in glory by Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for giving us the privilege to hear again and be able, Lord, to preach the word of God. <clears throat> Once again, help thy servant as he expounds and preaches the word. And Lord, uh, I promise I will not go beyond what you have said in the word of God. We just simply claim what you have promised to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Man's need supplied from God's riches. I like that. Our need supplied from God's riches and underline the word according to his riches um, <clears throat> we're looking at one of the grandest and most encouraging promises in the Bible but first let me briefly consider the background of this verse the book of Philippians was written by uh, it was written under divine inspiration as letter while Paul was in prison at Rome. <clears throat> One of the prison epistles of Rome, which means that it was written approximately 61 AD or after that. Here in chapter 4, um, Paul thanks his friends at Philippi for the gifts they have sent to him recently and in the past. And it is in that context that he, as God directs Paul, records the wonderful promise of Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19. And I hope and pray that this great verse will, will bring great blessing to our lives tonight. Number one, in this verse we must always see God as the great provider. Our great provider. 
the great giver of our needs. Paul says, my God shall supply all your need. All your need. And uh, so he supplies our need through his riches. Remember, according it's according to his riches. All your need. Secondly, we can we we can be recipients of his great supply. It's available to all of us tonight. You can claim it. But my God shall supply all your whatever need you have. God is able to supply physical need, material need, and uh, most importantly, spiritual need. God can supply our needs. Thirdly, God has promised to supply all your need. So you also see here the abundant storehouse of God's supply. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in, in, in glory. So his promise is backed up by God's inexhaustible, inexhaustible resources. The Bible says in Ephesians 3 verse 8, speaks of the unsearchable, unsearchable riches of Christ. The Greek word for unsearchable means past tracing out. In other words, there is no end to them as far as God's resources. God's riches are concerned. There is no end to them. There, is, there, 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 there are no limitations. God's material resources are unlimited. Thank the Lord for that. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 24 and verse number 1, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So his spiritual resources are unlimited. We find that in Lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 to 23. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 to 23. And then go back to our text. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So this is our hope and prayer for the year 2021. That God will supply all your needs emotionally. God will supply all your need physically, financially, and most importantly, um, spiritually. By faith we believe that God is our refuge. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, uh, a very present help in trouble. I like that. So we need to claim Psalm 46 Psalm 92, Psalm 91, and uh, those are great chapters that we can claim uh, during this, especially during this extended uh, pandemic. In Psalm 121, verse 7 and 8, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Hebrews 13 verse 5, where he said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. What a wonderful promise. Now, my first point is this. But my God shall supply all your need. This particular promise is made for those who support the ministry of the church through giving. 
Number one, you need to understand this as you look into the context. You have to understand the, the context in chapter 4. The circumstances involved, the people that were involved. And you will conclude as you study carefully the entire chapter that this particular promise is made to those who support the ministry of the church through giving. You see, you, you're not afraid to give. Why? Because the Lord will supply your needs. Well, pastor, I continue my faith promise. In fact, I'm raising it. I'm increasing it. Now, where, where does that I get? Uh, considering all this, you know, what is happening during this pandemic. Where shall I get, where shall I get my, my supply? God shall supply all your need. So, supply all your need. And whatever need you have right now, put your need in this verse. God says, I will supply it. Now, here the Apostle Paul is assuring the Philippians and all other believers as well. That they have no, they, they, they have not impoverished themselves in giving so liberally to the cause of the gospel. By the way, the word supply is the translation of the same Greek which, uh, translated in verse number 18. Look at verse, what is in verse 18? For I have all, I am bound and abound and I am what? I am full. So that's the same. Uh, the word supply simply means I am full in verse 18. That is God's treatment of these believers. <clears throat> now, God's treatment of these believers will correspond to their treatment of Paul. The way they provided Paul, God says, I will do it. Because you did it, I will do it. I will do it. They filled Paul uh, full. F-U-L-L. So they, they filled him full. And, and then Paul's uh, every need. Um, every need to the overflowing. So God will do the same for them. Give and it shall be. That's the principle is. Give and it shall be given unto you. And so they supplied Paul's need. Remember he was, he was imprisoned in Rome. And during that time, unlike today. The uh, PGMP has, has a uh, food allowance for each of the inmate. Uh, before, you have to be fed by the people you know. If, if people, if your relatives will not visit you and provide for you, you will starve literally to death. So Paul, now the idea is that God accepts their gift, Paul, as gift to himself. You see, whatever you give to the church... Remember this, in, in support works, you know, the work of God, you're not, you're, you're not giving it to the church, you're giving it to God. God considers it something, God sees it as something precious because you gave it to Him. And uh, so, so they were giving to Paul, yes, but it was a gift actually to God Himself and consequently will take it upon Himself to recompense. And God feels obligated to repay you. Why? Because you are giving it to him. Is an amen to that. So when we give to the Lord's work, we are not giving it to people. We are giving it to the Lord. We are not giving it to the individual. We have pastors that we support. And we continue to embark. We continue to extend by the grace of God. And whatever we are able to extend into the Lord's work. Remember this. 
remember this, we are doing it, uh, we're giving it to God. And uh, so, <clears throat> uh, he feels that he is obligated to recompense, to pay us back. And that is in super abundant measure. God says in Malachi 3 verse number 10, said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And God says, what a challenge. And prove me now, here it said, the Lord and they said, if I will not open the windows of heaven, the windows of heaven, and pour you out the blessing. And you know what he says? That there shall not be room enough to receive it. The, the blessing of the Lord is overflowing. The idea is that God accepts their gifts uh, as gift to himself. Remember that. And, uh, and Second Chronicles 9, look at verse 7, please. I'd love to read this one. Uh, it amazes me always as I look at this passage. Second Chronicles chapter 9. Look at verse number 7 to verse number 10. 7. Happy are the men and happy are these thy servant which stand uh, continually, uh, continually for thee and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the God, uh, the Lord thy God, which delighted to thee to set thee on his throne. To be king, and because thy God uh, loved Israel to establish them forever, and therefore He made the king over. And uh, um, I guess I'm reading the wrong, the wrong passage here. Um, the Lord, the Lord will always bless. And uh, so, look at verse 15. Going back to our text, in verse number 15, uh, first of all, God. Supply will supply all your need. And then secondly, look at verse 15, Philippians 4 and verse number 15. Paul recalls the beginning of the gospel in their lives. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 15. And, you, and now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel. Can you recall the time when you first heard the gospel? And you recall the time when somebody introduced to you the Lord Jesus Christ? You recall the time when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? You were so blinded, but thank God you, you were saved. Somebody uh, shared with you the gospel. That's the beginning. The turning point of our Christian life is when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, we, when I departed from Macedonia, it's a big region, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you, he says, only. Ye only. And um, so now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, refers to the time when Paul first preached the word of God to them and Looking back, when he wrote this, while he was writing this, he can look back 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago that Paul came to the city of Philippi. Remember the Philippian jailer. Remember the lady that was demon-possessed. Remember Mom Lydia, uh, the Dibas, or no, Mom Lydia, Lydia in the Bible, the seller of purple. And she got saved, and her family, and the women that were gathering, they were saved, and uh, there was a woman, uh, I mean a, a young lady that was possessed by the demons, and then she got saved. And then there was the jailer himself. 
he was saved. And many Bible scholars, you know, they, they believe that, that he became the first pastor of the church. Remember that man who said, what must I do to be saved? He got saved. And his household. So they were saved 10 years ago. The principle, look at this. Uh, the principle of giving and receiving. The principle of giving and receiving. No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. But he only proclaims the fact that the Philippians had always been generous. Once again, the Holy Spirit desires strongly that we note all of this. <clears throat> the Philippians made themselves a fellow partaker with Paul in his efforts to evangelize the lost and to plant churches. So they were actually co-laborers. They do the giving. Paul was preaching and, and traveling and training men. And so they themselves... Uh, uh, they made themselves fellow partakers with him in the responsibility of spreading the gospel. What do we do when we, when we partake, when we get involved in giving? We're simply putting ourselves into partnership in the work of the Lord. And those churches that we have made mention this morning just did not, uh, they, they just did not come up, you know, from, from, no, from nowhere, from nothing. And uh, we can look back from the very beginning of those people. We can look back to, to the time when they were saved and, and we visited them and we encouraged them, we trained them. And, uh, so, and then we teach them. We teach them the doctrines of the Bible. And we teach them uh, values as far as the work of God is concerned. We teach them sacrifices. And... Uh, I was telling the boys the other day, while nagakalot mo dito sa punuan sa lubi, and you know how hard it is na magkalot kag punuan sa lubi, karaan kay ng lubi. <coughs> I said, boys, look at me. One of these days, you will be starting a work. And there will be no one to clean up the, your, your building. No one will scrub the floor. For 13 years, Amati, I did the scrubbing of the floor. And every Sunday, I still remember Mrs. Rabat, Mam Edith Rabat, and uh, the, the, the wife of the mayor of Mati. She said, Pastor, um, on Sunday, I can see my image in, on the floor. And she asked me about that. Sino bang nagalinis dito, Pastor? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell her that I, I, it was me. I was ashamed. Pastor, you can scrub it. And uh, so, I tell you, scrub would only last one month. Scrub I said, you go to the mission field. If you, if you refuse to be trained like this. I remember this building when it was, it was uh, built, that, that building behind uh, grabbing boulders, and I'm, I'm sure engineer Sunny Dumdum is listening right now in Bacolod. He was the contractor there. Ang mga boulders na sila, engineer Dumdum, leave that, leave the boulders, Sunny. And uh, who will take care of that, Reverend? Said, ah, never mind, I'll do it. Monday, sa yung sabunta, bakon na ko tong boulders. 
I mean the church can pay for it. <clears throat> Pastor Keb, pinasanay butang sa sako, dukdukunin mo ito mga boldes, minto. And one time he arrived there, say, I'm pick up, and I said, Anselmo, am I giving you harder, harder responsibility than your father? Kita niya naghanga ko. And I thank God for those. I thank God for the training provided because, because of, you know, I, I, I treasure it when I was already in the work. So works again you know. And so we train our people. And as I've made mention this morning, I do the training of our, our, our Bible students. These pastors that we have today just did not show up. We train each one of them. And uh, maybe this is the first time you will, you will hear this. During the time to Dagham mga boys there, when we had 15 graduates that year, we took our Visayan Bible school from Malit and put it here. One day, they said, Pastor, agrabing karambulag hapon diyan. Sinumbagay, mga Bible student. My heart was overwhelmed, my, you know. And I said, it's really hard to train people. And now, they are actively preaching the word of God. I listen to them, they, they are growing. They still grow in the work of the Lord. Said, now, you might, be, you might not be placed there in that place of training. It's a Bible school. And siguro for 40 years, nahurot na akong consumption sa work sa gino. Nahurot na akong high blood, you know, in, in, in the work of the Lord. But I thank the Lord we, we still train men. And in doing the training, you support, we share. We share. And, and who has the bigger share of the reward? And I believe we share the same share. You do the giving, I do, we do the training, we share in the work of the Lord. And the same amount of blessing, and the same amount of, 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 of reward. Christians must be, remember this, he's speaking to of the manner of Christian giving here, and now that the Lord gives back to us, all of this is part of the Christian faith. Christians who are not taught the, the value of giving to God, even how that he, he gives to us, are not being properly taught of the gospel. Remember that. Should I, I excuse myself in the matter of giving? I can do this and do that, but you know, I can, you are not properly taught actually. Uh, of the gospel. Christian must be taught of the principles of receiving. And the truth is that God does not return our giving only in forms of money. He has well blesses us in the realm of good health. And uh, of accidents we did not have because he prevented them. Of problems and difficulties. Experienced by those who do not, uh, you know, know, who do not know the Lord, but are, but, but are kept from, from, from the child of God. And uh, now, but because I des- not because he says I desire a gift. Look at verse number seventeen. But I desire, so I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this. I'm teaching about this. Verse seventeen. Not because I desire a gift. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. I'm doing this. I'm teaching about giving. 
As I made mention this morning, I have to be honest with you, I don't, I don't feel comfortable in preaching about this. I'd rather preach about peace, I'd rather preach about comfort, I'd rather preach about other things than to preach. But who else would, would, would teach us about this? Who else would teach us about this? And my mind was reminded yesterday, uh, we, were, we were having our lunch with Mama Moore, and there's one thing she said, she said, Pastor, because you have, you have taught us, we learn to give. Because you have taught us, it's a blessing. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire proof that may abound to your account. Five things that Paul really desired. Number one, Paul's desire for these people, even as much as he needed and appreciated the gift, as stated, was their spiritual growth. Beyond the, the, the enjoyment he has, Paul was happy because it was developing their, their Christian character. Number two, this tells us that all giving, which is truly to God, actually gathers interest in heaven. The more you give, you are putting your treasure in heaven. You are laying your treasure. Actually, your reward in heaven. Number three, it tells us that if we do not give to that which is truly of God, it is the same as bad investment, which not only earns no interest, but investment that will be lost actual, actually at all. As well. I mean, number four, all of this, even the next verse describes the very holy unto the Lord. It should be look at it. We should it should be look at uh, the same manner as ourselves as well. Look at verse number. Um, um, whatever happened to them, we can apply it to our own selves today. In verse number, um, verse number. Um, 18, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. By the way, Epaphroditus was the pastor of the church. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. It was almost a thousand miles from Philippi to Rome. A thousand miles. And which is in those days was definitely not an easy journey. Considering all the bandits. All the you know evil people. Hiding and just lurking around. And uh, looking for opportunity to, 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 to kill or to, to rob. And uh, so. Uh, but little did Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus. Hard to pronounce the names. Epaphroditus. Little did he know that when he was preparing for the journey, and I, I tell you, it wasn't easy. You have to prepare for weeks. You have to prepare, in fact, I believe months to prepare. From here to Manila is about 1,600 1, miles. From Philippi to Rome is more or less 1,000 miles. And you have to walk. There were no airplanes before. No transportation before. 
Baktaso ni muna from Philippi to Rome. Rome where Paul was in prison. And so you have to prepare for the trip. Long trip. It will involve weeks to be able to arrive to see Paul. And uh, so little did Epaphroditus know when he was, pray- he was preparing for his journey. And the people of the church in Philippi, they contributed. They, they, they said, we are going to send our gift to Paul. Nobody's providing for him. Remember, he came to us 10 years ago. He, he preached to us the gospel. You recall when he was dragged into the inner prison with Silas. And uh, you remember the earthquake in Acts chapter 16. And so the people brought in their gifts for Paul. And be sure it's something that will last. Kung isda manat, butangig daghang asin para himong tinabal, para makaabot pa sa road. Ayaw ng ice cream kay Tapig Matunaw. And this will take us weeks. Said, nami karni diri, padalakang Paul. And said, butangin ang dagang asin niya, tapahak eh, para makaabot kay Paul. And uh, I would like to talk to Epaphroditus one of these days. I'd like to talk to him and, and uh, ask him about that trip. Going to Rome, seeing Paul. And uh, so, um, uh, let me say that again. While he was preparing, little did he know that, that all the people of the church of Philippi who contributed so generously to this offering for Paul... Little did they understand or know uh, the significance of it all. How could they know? Big question mark. And uh, of course, they have no idea. While nagaputo sila sa Paul, they never thought of this, that after 2,000 years ago, we're still talking about that giving. You can never tell, probably, years from now, you will be able to see a pastor and uh, say, under the ministry of these pastors that we support, you can never tell, they will come to you and, and thank you for the salvation of their soul. My heart is still overflowing, and I recall that young man who, Three years ago or two years ago came to my office. He attended here Sunday night. He said, I was the one who was playing basketball when you, where you were preaching in Malita. Nobody came for revival. We had posters all over Malita, but I guess just five people came and that's it. And I prepared sermon about hell that night. And they, they were playing basketball outside. And uh, making a lot of noise, disturbing us inside. You know what I did? I said, in hell. I said, there's fire in hell. My kalayos ay pirno. Sunog ko ng tao. Sunog! Nagdala silang baldi na itubi. Asang sunog? Sa sunod mo, sunod. Sunod. Naka-t-shirt patunguban. Sunod, sunod. And so they, I don't know what happened, but they listened. That young man got saved went back to um, Bukidnil Kaisya sa may may mga uh, I forgot the place 
came and said, Pastor Wing, I just want to thank you that, that that afternoon I got saved and I'm now pastor of a church. You can never tell. And who would have ever thought that the members of the church, we don't know their names, they, they tried to help, they contributed for that trip as, as Epaphroditus was headed for uh, Rome, bringing the gift to the Apostle Paul. They had never thought that 2,000 years after, here in Guerrero tonight, we're still talking about and praising God for the people who had given for the Lord's work. Can you imagine that? And then in verse number 18, Paul describes their giving as something a producing sweet smell. I like that. In verse 18, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Can you imagine? Ah, ang imong wife nagapreto dito guapong Sudan, niyamo katung yahang yahang humot sa Sudan. Ah, lamia. And uh, the same thing, what we do. We bring our offering. It brings savor. Sweet smelling savor. Going back as far as Noah was concerned, the scripture says in Genesis 8 verse 20 and 21, And Noah built an ark unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not curse the ground anymore concerning uh, anymore. And concerning the Levite, Levitical offering, it says in Exodus 29 verse 18, And thou shalt burn the whole ram upon the altar. It is a burnt offering unto the Lord. It is sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. How could the burning... How could the burning of a little animal on the altar with the smoke winding upward and, and even with the smell of burning flesh filling the air be sweet odor? You, you question yourself about that. How could it be that way? A sweet smell unto the Lord? It was because it represented the plan of redemption that in essence, the dying of Christ on the cross offered up a sacrifice in order to set us free. That is what makes it sweet in the smell of the Lord. Whatever we do, we are giving back to God that will expand His word. Number two, God has promised to supply all your need. All your need. I do not know how many believers made up the church at Philippi. But God's promise is made to all your need. Every one of you. Paul knew that the Philippians would not only receive spiritual blessings in heaven for their generous, uh, generous generosity, but also that God would supply all their physical needs in this life. And uh, God would say, well, coronavirus, stay away. 
And I'm using that man or woman for the expansion of my kingdom. And please, coronavirus, stay away. Stay away. You know, this coronavirus, um, I observe, that's my personal, there's nothing to do with the word of God. No, I just personally, people that brag actually make fun of this. They said, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of coronavirus. Don't make fun of this. This is a serious thing. You do everything to, to keep yourself safe, but don't make fun of this. The devil is behind this. And the devil hates to hear or find someone in Hamburger. Basi, ihatag si Somebody said, well, coronavirus na yan. Wag, kasi senior naman. Maniwala ka niyan sa kaysag jeep. Pagkagabi ni uli, ni kurog kalit. Pagkagabi ni hospital, patay. Niya, tawag siya, tulong nga mo ako na corona ako. Anong corona? Corona sa patay. Now, don't, don't, don't make fun of this. This is a serious matter. My advice for Christians is this. You know, try to Protect yourself as you can. And you know the attitude we need to have in this is to pray to God. People are, you know, affected. Just pray to God. Because if it happens, I'm affected. God, that simply means, that simply means the Lord allows it. Always put your seriousness in the Lord's heart. God knows all your needs, all your individual needs. Remember this, your Heavenly Father knows it. That you, need, you have need of these things. We have physical, material needs. And uh, like family cares, we have uh, trials, we have sickness of the body. Sometimes losses in business. We have spiritual needs. We have all kinds of, of needs. Remember this, but all your needs. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. The Lord will provide. Number three, our main supplier is the God of heaven. My God shall supply all your need. We're glad to say that the great God of heaven is my God. He's, he's your God. Paul calls him my God. He's my God too. Habakkuk 3, 18 and 19 is the God of my salvation, Habakkuk says. He will provide me strength. He will enable me to walk on high places. Yes, the Chaldeans are coming. The troops will come and and invade Judah, overcome and destroy almost everything they have. The economy will totally collapse. Verse 19, Habakkuk 3:19. The Lord God is my strength; He will make my my feet like hinds' feet. He will enable me. Remember that. The Lord will give me the strength to overcome. And number number four, God will exactly meet what you need. What you need. There was a woman in Second Second Kings chapter four, verse one to seven. She had, she was in, in in you know she experienced death. Her her husband died. He happened to be a prophet, and so I said, "Where shall I? Where shall, how shall I pay my my you know those I I owed I owed a lot to some people." I said I I need help. You know what the man of God told her. Borrow, he said, you try to borrow empty 
vessels. Put them inside of your house and, uh, and, and put enough to provide for your need. And then those empty vessels were filled. And when she filled all the vessels, the oil stayed. And, uh, you know, exactly, exactly the Lord provided her needs. It did not go beyond because that is a want already, not a need. So, <clears throat> when, the, when the empty vessels were filled, the supply stopped. Because God has promised to supply not your want, God has promised to supply your needs. He said, Lord, don't stop. I need it. Uh, maybe I can, I can, uh, uh, I can store uh, something that will last me 10 years from now. God says, if I, would, if I would do that, if I would supply it for 10 years or 20 years, you know what happened, ma'am? God would say, you stop praying, you stop trusting. Don't worry about the tomorrow. You have enough worry for this day. He said, when the tomorrow comes, another mercy will be provided. Another blessing will come. God has promised to supply on it. God's supply is unlimited. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. God's riches in glory are beyond all imagination. Consider the riches of God in nature who shall be able to, to count the treasure of the Lord. Our serving a great God. And, and number six, the glorious channel by which those needs are to be supplied according to his riches. By Christ Jesus. In glory by Christ Jesus. God will faithfully supply. God will faithfully supply. All your needs. But you must be faithful to Christ. And uh, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Reveals the extent of which God would supply the need. His giving to them would be relative to the uh, immensity of his eternal wealth. By Christ Jesus. The New Testament repeatedly presents Jesus Christ as the source of all God's riches. If you want to enjoy the blessing of the Lord, remember this in Christ. Always in Christ. And Colossians 2 verse number 3, in whom are all hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 1.19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Colossians 2.9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily. You see, in Christ. It's always in Christ. And Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ. First of all, God will supply your number one need. What is your number one need today? Your number one need is not healing. <clears throat> your number one need is not financial need. Your number one need is to be saved. You need salvation. You need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will save you. And God's people remember this. The Lord will supply us with strength. The Lord will supply us protection, safety, success. All your needs. But you must be faithful in serving him. All of God's people say amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Bless Lord the invitation.
and bless. Thank you for blessing our Sunday. Thank you for feeding our souls with the word of God. Thank you for all of these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Let us all be, uh, let us all rise please. And Sir Greg will give us the invitation. Thank you, Pastor, for that uh, great message. At this time, we will have an invitation song. We will only sing one verse due to time constraint. Very clear in the Bible, the Word of God has been preached. If you're here tonight, and if you haven't been saved, you do not know where your soul is going after you live in this world. God is giving a great opportunity. A great question to those who are unsaved. What must I do to be saved? Just like Paul and Selah said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Believe, that's the key word. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith, and God will save your soul. Not tomorrow, next month, next year, but right now. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation. Now, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Holy Spirit will guide you after you've got saved. So grab the opportunity. Be saved tonight. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Let's sing, Jesus, I am. Just as I am, only one verse. Go ahead. Listen to God's call. Be saved tonight. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith. And He will save your soul. After that, be part of the Great Commission. Be part of the giving ministry. Supporting the church. Supporting the pastors and missionaries in the field. Bringing lost souls to Christ. The harvest is so plentiful. There's so many out there in the dark. It needs to be saved. And we need to help rescue the perishing. The song says, we have to rescue them. Christians, we need to pray one another. We need to be soul winners as well. We need to pray for our church. And all the people say, Amen. Thank you very much for being here physically. And uh, for our members and guests, on behalf of the Bible Baptist Church, thank you for being with us in spite of difficult time. But uh, God has provided us technology to make things happen. Even uh, you are there outside of this church or even outside our country. Okay? So let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you so much for the book of Philippians, uh, feeding us continually, feeding us spiritually, strengthening our hearts in spite of the many troubles under the sun. But thank you for being our God who is so faithful. Help us to be faithful as well. Thank you for the lessons learned tonight that man's needs uh, supplied by our uh, God's riches. Thank you, Lord, and help us to always see you as our God, our great provider, and that, Lord, we learn tonight and we believe in our hearts that there is no limitation, there is no end of your resources as our living God, as you have shown and as we have read and heard that Apostle Paul was supplied by the church uh, through you, O God, and it was enough. And you have supplied also this great church for more than 60 years. And we pray, O God, that you will continue to provide this church with the resources needed 
to, to expand the works of God. For resources is unlimited. Help us, dear Father, in our giving, laying treasures in heaven. Help us as we stand in your holy presence that we'll be able to apply the word of God in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for being our main supplier, a God who made the heavens and the earth. And we know and we believe that you exactly meet our needs. Help us to trust you always. And Lord, if there's someone in our midst who is not yet saved, I pray, Holy Spirit, to continue to talk to that person's heart, that that person will be saved. As we are about to go there, Father, bless us. Let your face shine upon your people and give us peace. And all this we pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. May God bless us Good evening, and may God bless us all.